friends, and welcome back to the luxury of self-care. Whether you're on the go or lounging with a glass of wine, this is the perfect podcast to dive into. From relatable topics to all people and things who inspire and empower me on a daily basis, I'm Anastasia, your host. And today's episode is entitled, Trust the Plan. So obviously we've all heard this before, maybe you've more heard it in the sense of trust the process, trust the process, and trust the plan. It's pretty much all under that same umbrella. And I had a very, very interesting week, and I'm going to go into a little bit of detail of that, not as a woe is me or a powwow for Stasi, but... I just want to let you know where I'm at and then that way we can kind of decipher how I got out of that and if you are in a similar situation, I can hopefully help you get out of it as well. So currently what's going on with me personally, I'm going to go all the way back to kind of bring you to today. So about a year and a half ago, we, my boyfriend and myself bought this beautiful, wonderful, Pomsky, half Pomeranian, half Husky. If you listen to the show, you know I talk about her. If you follow me on Instagram, you definitely see her on there. Anyway, she's she's absolutely wonderful. And lately, I've been a little freaked out because I know we're moving out of New York City. And I didn't know who I was going to stay with. And not only is it me, but it's also me and the dog and the responsibilities of the dog. Now, she's a wonderfully trained dog. We worked really hard to train her ourselves and inflict rules upon her at a very young age since we raised her as a puppy. But on the flip side, lately, I don't know what's been going on. I was out of town for a week and she got a little sick to her stomach and she had been having diarrhea and we were looking up to see if it was anxiety driven or what it was. And we were just trying to decipher how do we fix this? Because here I am freaking out because we're about to move and I'm going to be living with someone and I can't control her bowels <laughs> as as gross as that is. But so there's that. And that will just kind of like tag and put that in, in the box of anxiety. And then next in February, I had a full-time sales rep job for liquor and my boyfriend had a full-time job with a real estate company working admin for them and had requested time off because he wanted to join the Navy Reserves. So for him, I knew that that was going to be coming up. It's coming up at the end of August and I knew that was going to be approaching. But I would have had a full-time job and I would have been here in New York City and, you know, would have had all my resources that I already have established here. Okay, so when you swear into the Navy, you can't retract that. So now we have this. So this is this longing basket or this is something else that I'm I'm fixated on that the fear of of being alone. Let's put it there. So I have an anxiety one. Now I have a fear. Then moving forward, we hit I lost my job a week before pandemic and then pandemic hit and Douglas lost his as well and we've been going through the whole process of being fortunate I will cross my fingers I know not everyone is in the same boat but being fortunate and one thing I can say that I put in my gratitude journal is I'm 
fortunate and grateful that we both collected the unemployment and we were both getting that additional $600 once that began, which is stopping this weekend. If you haven't, if you are on unemployment, remember that. I know we were getting a million emails saying that. And if you have a moment to call into your senator and ask to extend and begin the HEROES Act, please do that. Take a moment of your day to do that, especially if you're unemployed. I know we all have a moment, so take a moment to do so. Okay, so we have that. And then I have some personal issues that I have to face with my family going back to my hometown. And then we have pandemic and we don't know the future. And now I'm moving out of the city where I had all my resources and my contacts and, and, and growth back to my hometown. And my immediate family who only want the best for me are immediately asking, you know, well, what are you going to do for work? Have you applied for this? Have you applied for that? You should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Ooh, hold up. Like, I need a break. I need a breath. So, again, anxiety. Let's throw it in that bucket. So, all these things are going on, um, and the, the time is coming. We're about to leave. So, first of all, I hate packing. I travel so much, and I still find myself packing until 5 a.m. in the morning, and I clean the apartment or wherever I'm living. I do the laundry. I do put new sheets on. So when I come back from the trip, everything's like fresh and prepared. This is just when I go away, even for a few days. And then I like try on all my outfits and I make sure I have all the accessories and then I want to iron everything. I mean, the process is so extensive and it's funny because everyone's always like, well, you pack so last minute. And the problem is, it's just my packing process takes forever. So there's you know, you're moving out of your apartment. It's like accessing what did I need? What do I need to pack? What what stuff needs to be in the forefront? Oh my gosh, seasons are going to change. You know, all this extra stress that happens when you're not only packing for a weekend, but like packing up your life and moving it. This is the first time out of all the moves that I've had that I'm packing up an entire apartment. I don't have a lot of things, but I do, you know, the, again, we're just adding to the anxiety. I think that's my point. So I'm just trying to share with you that my anxiety levels are super high and I have been having a lot of chats with a lot of friends and their anxiety levels are high too. So first of all, do not suppress, 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 all these things that are happening. That is not going to work. I have done that and failed far more than once. So please don't go through the process of doing that. Secondly, then make the decision, you know, what am I going to do to prepare for that future? So we knew I was moving. I have a fabulous brother who had offered his house to me, his new place that he just closed on. He He's so excited and he finally is moving out of my parents' place and he's moving into a place of his own and I'm so ecstatic for him. I'm so proud of him. And the reason he was able to buy this condo is because he was able to save for so long and have his full-time job, even through pandemic, to continue to have this full-time job. So here I am and I'm so proud of him, but as we were approaching pandemic and everything happened, my boyfriend just felt 
he felt because he's going away for the Navy and we won't have any contact in his basic training, that it would be smart for me to have resources like family, even though I have these rebuilding processes to go through with part of my family. So halfway through pandemic, we had decided like, let's leave New York because I don't want to be a sitting duck here with no possible job potential and having to pay X amount of dollars for rent. But that then led us to figuring out how to utilize a military clause and ending our lease because that's a whole process in its own. So we found ourselves now knowing that we were going to have me move home to Pennsylvania which is sad. I'm, I'm closing a chapter of my life here in New York. I've been here roughly about eight years. And something that I think I'm going to miss about New York, which is crazy. I mean, I lived downtown for so long. I always was a, a downtown gal. And when my boyfriend moved here to New York, he needed space. He was like a gazelle, you know, just my mount, my mountain man, I guess you could say. He was born and raised in Michigan. Then he lived in St. Paul, Minneapolis. Then he was living on cruise ships, which was very small, tight quarters. And then he lived in Arizona where he had, you know, a little bit more space, a car. So the closest to a metro city he ever really was in was St. Paul, Minneapolis, And living in New York has definitely taken a toll on him. And that was something that we had to come to the conclusion to together. He moved here for me, but at the same point, he's not falling in love with it. And I had to take note of that. I really, truly had to take note of that. And what I did notice was what I absolutely love about the place that we found, which is at the very tip, tip, tip of Manhattan, and it is called Inwood. So like east to west and north to south, it's really not that spread out. But the area is cute. Like it's a very different type of Manhattan than a lot of people are used to. And there's a beautiful, it's the only truly untouched park, they call it, called Inwood Hill Park, and it's right next to my apartment. So the minute I walk out into my courtyard, I'm looking at this park, and that's what I walk on with my dog, and that's what I've been so grateful for during all of pandemic is being able to walk in these woods. And it's funny because, like, everyone will always ask, well, you're in a metro city. All my friends that don't live here in New York, and I said to them, you know, do you have a park like literally that woodsy that you can walk in every day? Because I'm super grateful that I actually have that. And there's something that I learned from taking all these walks and the zen feeling that I have. It's actually called forest bathing. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that term. And shinrin yoku is actually how you say it in Japanese. So shinrin means forest and yoku means bathe. So Shinrin Yoku is something that I'm doing on a daily and it's not even about moving or walking or hiking or meditating in the forest. It just means like being in the wilderness and just being. Again, trust the plan, be where you're at, trust the process, all those things. So just being in the woods every day and okay, we'll add the walk into it. 
but collectively in taking the nature and collectively in taking the scents and then collectively in taking the greenery and the sunlight on your skin in between the shadows there's a lot there it's just the earth I know that that's so simple but that walk for me really truly does it and I do it every morning with my dog and I do it early I find the earlier the better And I'm definitely more joyous on days when I have planned out things. When I have from a bunch of interviews for the podcast or I have a huge day dealing with like the social media and the posting and and all that and or I'm taking a class and I also have interviews and obviously you you get what I mean, a, a, a heavily scheduled day as opposed to a day where I don't have a lot going on. I notice that I'm more sluggish. I come up with more excuses of not to work out. I find myself getting tense and tight. I find my shoulders are curling up. I find my hip sockets are sucking into my my stomach, my torso. So it's interesting to see how I am different on days when I have a plan and a schedule and I notice that about myself. So even if I'm planning out an hour of reading and an hour of a workout and an hour where I cook my food and an hour where I walk the dog, it's still helping me plan out the day. So these are these are tips um, to maybe get you a little bit more in a mindset of joy as opposed to slug and frustration and anxiety and fear and all those negative things. So I'm closing this chapter and moving back home without a set goal, without a set future, without a set potential job, but knowing that I have the resources of my family. And my brother had offered for me to stay with him. And again, he moved into a condo. It's a one-bedroom condo and it's an open layout and I would be laying on a pull-out couch and it's not just me, it's the dog. So now let's bring back in like, oh, all this new stuff that he's getting. My dog's very well trained, but like I don't want her to have one accident and him blow up because that's not good for his self-care. And then I'm going to like have the repercussions of that blow up. So it's not good for anyone. Anxiety level, high, 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 high. Getting back to that. So we are constantly just trying to find these ways to take care of ourselves on a daily basis. And that's the self-care and the self-love and the fixating on where am I today? Where am I at now? My brother and I had the awkward conversation. And unfortunately, through tears, because I had a really stressful day, I realized that it wasn't going to work. And we came to that conclusion together. And from that, you know, of course, my brother felt so bad and had immediately reached out to my father who was texting me and then had a meeting with my mom and my stepdad who they were texting me. And the good news is, is after all that, I started to think like, okay, well, do I stay in New York? Do I see what my options are with a friend and stay with them? Who who can I resource out to? Because Should we decide to not end our lease? All this stuff, you know, we're all going through this and building up that anxiety and anxiety and anxiety and anxiety. So instead of popping and exploding, I think we all just need to like take a breath and notice where we're at and just trust the plan. Not in this like whimsical walking through life and kind of, way of living but but more or less noticing where we're at today 
And I was not in a good place that day. I had that conversation with my brother. And then luckily for me, at the end of the night, we found a resolution and there is a place for me to stay. And I'm ecstatic to say that it's on my own. And that way, the anxiety level of the dog and all this and that. And my biggest fear from leaving New York in the first place was not having my space and not being able to claim my independence anymore and losing that sense of who I've become because for a time, for a time, sure, but adult people can't live with their adult parents. I think it just leads to resentment. Unless you have this beautiful balance and you're kind of not there all the time, but if you're waking up every morning and you're there with your parents and you eat dinner with them every evening, it can get it's just hard. I mean, your parents held you as a little child at one point. And no matter how hard they try and how many wonderful conversations you have together, there are moments where they are just going to remember you in that way or the fighting angsty teenager you were or the troubled this or the hardworking that and why aren't you doing that now? It's The list goes on. So for all my listeners that are living with their family at home, know that my heart's there with you. And I think the best advice I can give you is find your space that's still yours, whether that's in your bedroom or not, whether that's going on a walk each day without a parent, whether that's doing your yoga class and saying, hey, I'm going to do my yoga class. Can I have the living room for a second? Whether that's doing your fitness, whatever, you need to find that one thing that's going to help you stay sane and like throw your earbuds in or your headphones on and and ask those around you to respect your moment of self-care. Yes. Yes. Don't be afraid to ask for that. We have to own our responsibilities. We're not responsible for the traumas in our life, of course. And traumas come, you know. There's a lot going on right now. We are not responsible for pandemic. We're not responsible for quarantine. We are not responsible for the fear that lives in each of us every day. For the future, for the now. But we are responsible for breaking the cycle. Right? How can we control our future if we allow our present to be controlled by our past? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let that one sink in again. How can we control our future if we allow our present to be controlled by our past? Things you accomplished prior to pandemic. Awesome. Wonderful. The world is not the same. We're literally wearing masks on the street every day. It's okay. Don't allow that past to control everything that you think the future will be. Again, trust the process. Know where you're at today. Be open for the timeline to shift. Also, I know I'm extremely extroverted and very vocal about things. So then that way, I hold myself accountable for it. If I have any type of tiny fear about doing something, if I say it out loud or if I tell it to someone else or a loved one, I then 
click on it or does that thing if that makes sense like if I'm thinking of getting my yoga certification doing my 200 hour teacher training and then I tell Doug about it that's just going to force me to have the conversation with him and then sleep on it and then wake up in the morning and say nope that is what I'm gonna do because I was just talking on the last episode with Sarah that I wanted to get my NASAM and I wanted to get my personal training certification because I have been teaching more people and it would just add to the qualifications that I already have. But then on the same point, I was like, but I love yoga and I want to teach yoga, whether it's like once a week with a full time job that I have in the future or it becomes something that I get to do in between different moments. If it's something that I will always get to do virtually, if it's private lessons, I get to teach even with my friends just because they appreciate the sound of my voice or or whatever it is. So, you know, you sit there and I say these things out loud all the time. But what I'm what I will say is don't be afraid to keep things to yourself. There's really no need to share everything. And if laying low is what helps you at this point, that's okay. Write it down. Sleep on it. There's really no need to announce the move before the move is made. Now, I didn't announce it on here until today. And we we have everything set up. We've had everything set up. And I did notice I really didn't tell anyone about it because it we didn't ha- I didn't have a solid plan or I thought I did, but it all felt shaky. And now we actually know what we're moving into. We actually have, you know, things in plan, enforced. I've known since February that Doug was going to be leaving me at the end of August, but it's still really hard for me to get through it every day. Every day I'm constantly trying to appreciate the now. Even on a really hard day, I've been able to sit for a moment, notice where I'm at, and and say like, but today's a good day for you to appreciate the now. Today's a good day because all three of you are together, me, Doug, and the dog. It was really interesting. There was one day where Doug had said this as we were cooking food, and he said not to detract from everything that's going on, but I do think at some point in our life we may be able to look back at this and say, wasn't that really great? And you may have a completely different opinion on this, but he did say, he's like, wasn't that really great that we had that one moment where for five months we were collecting unemployment and we just focused on self-care and sat with our thoughts and had some really deep conversations and got to spend so much time with each other and with the dog and binge watch movies and learn new skills and make amazing things in the kitchen Like that deserves to be celebrated, people. If you're seeing your family and hanging with your family and there's people that you maybe only see once or twice a year on holidays and you're getting to see them on a daily and maybe they're driving you crazy, but like that is something to be thankful for. Like all of these things, this this all this free time, maybe all the books that you've read, maybe the new recipes you've learned, maybe even learn maybe you've even learned a new skill or a new language. Props to you. Just take a moment to say props to you. Even if all these things weren't accomplished, just remember these small bits. Because you are blessed, my friend. We are breathing, we are talking, we are walking, we can see all these things with our sight, 
We have clean water to drink. We have food to eat. We sleep. We wake up. We are alive. And we are blessed. We are blessed. So despite the anxiety and the stress and the what's to come, trust the plan. Trust the plan. Set small goals for yourself. Accomplish those goals. And know at worst, at worst, you don't know the future. And at best, it's the best thing that ever happened to you. Trust the plan. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you're listening. And if you have a quick moment to leave me a rating or possibly even a review, I would love to hear what you're thinking of the show. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the universal film Anastasia or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. Don't hesitate to reach out with any topics you'd be interested in hearing about because truly I can say this every week. (laughs) This wouldn't be possible without you, my audience. So thank you, thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.